You're listening to Talk to the Experts. I'm Wayne Nelson. My guest today is Sherry McMillan, on the phone with me from London, England, and we've been discussing the importance of good estate planning, the ability to protect your assets, minimize tax, and maximize wealth using various strategies, including the Insurance Act for asset and investment protection. These strategies and other topics will be presented in a virtual seminar on Wednesday, October 21st at 6.30 p.m. To register, contact McMillan Estate Planning at one 833 266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry, we have been talking about uh, the Insurance Act. We have been talking a little bit about tax planning. Before we get into estate planning for single people, let's do a quick revisit, if we could, why the Insurance Act over the Bank Act. Sure. So the common differences and benefits of the Insurance Act when you're an investor is that we start with a principal guarantee on the total value of our deposits. So unlike the Bank Act, where we only have $100,000 guarantee through CDIC, our entire portfolio is guaranteed, and it's insured and backed. And the government audits it, and so we can be certain that ultimately we have the fundamental protection of our principal. And so we start with a principal guarantee when we're picking our investments. So even if we pick investments such as mutual funds and stocks, we're not risking our capital. What we're risking is the rate of return, which is a very different psychological positioning because you know then your nest egg is going to last your retirement. So, Sherry, just to quickly summarize, to to make it clear for me, a person can still have their stocks, their bonds, uh, their various assets and investments like they normally would have, except that it would be protected in this insurance act, under this insurance act umbrella. That's correct. So what we've done is we've taken an asset base that traditionally wouldn't have a principal guarantee and wrapped around an insurance so that it is principal guaranteed. And it only costs us usually 1% management fee. So it's a very inexpensive way to protect your entire estate. And I think most of us, if we knew we had the choice, we would be utilizing it. The second difference, Wayne, is when your asset base makes a profit, which we hope you've selected and it does, we reset or rephrase that profit and contribute it back to your principal guarantee. So let's say you had a million dollars and you've made 50 grand, you're going to reset your portfolio at 1 million and 50. Now that's your new frozen value in your estate. So you can see how over time, it's like a laddered bond. You're going to tick your profits up, up, up. And so your state will consistently be growing in the 75% time that the markets are growing instead of when it's contracting. So that's the second prominent benefit. The third one, a lot of families do really care for, and that is that it is a definite form of trust from the standpoint of lawsuit protection and privacy. So for those families that snowbird or for families that are on boards of directors or are still practicing in entrepreneurship or they're business owners of some kind or in professions like law or accounting, ultimately they have credit risk. And what happens is anything that you hold in trust is lawsuit protected. And so you know your retirement is safe from that measure alone. And then the fourth benefit that is, you know, really helpful to every family is that you don't have to probate your estate when you're under this particular regime because you add a beneficiary and it goes within about 30 days of your passing to your loved one. 
And so the great part about that is let's imagine that the market is negative when we pass on. Your family's going to get the frozen value, the highest point in the market you've had so far. They're going to get it within 30 days of the market correction. And then they're going to be able to buy low. And so if 25% of us are going to pass on that in a long time, this is fantastic insurance for our state, obviously. And certainly, as you said, you're, you're bypassing that probate. And, and right now, that is something that has been really affected by uh, the COVID uh, situation, the pandemic in this country, I'm sure in, in other countries around the world. It has been delayed because of court systems have been uh, put on hold and they are just starting to come back. So it is taking much longer than it would normally take for the probate uh, process, which from the outset, uh, can be very lengthy. Yes, you're absolutely right in that regard, Wayne. And one of the things that we're concerned about as estate planners is the baby boom, putting really high demands on the court system. And so now we have a backlog because of COVID, because the courts are more concerned about, you know, criminal activities than they are about probating someone's estate. So we're getting put on the back burner when it comes to transferring our wealth to our loved ones while well, there's this crazy market volatility. So, in, you know, one of the real substantial benefits is the ease of flow of an estate from one person to the other, from husband to wife and to children, so that we don't have to go through the court systems and we don't have the money tied up for six months, a year or two. And it is, you know, a very important facet of estate planning today to consider. All right. Now, Sherry, that's the uh, the investment part, the uh, Insurance Act part. Uh, we've talked about uh, the CRA and the tax exemptions. Now, let's get on to estate planning for single people, because this is something we really haven't addressed in, in previous shows. And single people often have um, very different concerns and uh, financial uh, abilities than, say, a couple or uh, or a family. They do. They are a little bit more challenged, to be honest, in how they want to go about designing their estate plan because they don't have the traditional beneficiaries we have in nuclear families. However, they often do have loved ones that they want to share their estate with and also potentially charities that they want their estate to go to. So if they do neglect uh, preparing an estate plan, unfortunately, the provincial jurisdiction they reside in is going to make that decision on their behalf. And many uh, single people, when we're working with them, are quite astonished of what the estate would actually look like and how it would be distributed. They're not pleased with, you know, what the government choices would be. So one of the things that we share is it's very crucial for all of our uh, single fat persons or widowed um, you know, par- parties in the community to make sure that we have living wills in place to protect them in the event they need health care decisions made on their behalf. And when you're a single party and you don't have your partner there to do that, sometimes we recommend a group. And so you can pick selected friends and acquaintances that you really do trust and you can have them share the responsibility of your care to lessen the workload. And so we see that as a creative uh, way in which to do things. Is there a step-by-step process, Sherry, that that a a single person, and by by single, it it could be never married or, as you said, uh, divorced or or widowed. Is there a step-by-step process that those people should take or can take that would be different than a married couple? 
Yes, I think um, they have a different uh, outlook on how they're going to utilize their estate through their lifespan and where they will distribute it. Those are the two fundamental differences. But the actual planning approach, Wayne, is the same. And so sometimes I think they think that they can neglect this area because they're only going to be benefiting extended family, not direct family or charity, and that um, ultimately, you know, it won't really matter. But here's the, the bigger point for a single or widowed or divorced person. Estate planning is about your life. It's not about necessarily only your legacy. In fact, if you do estate planning, it should be focused 80% of the time on how to create wealth for you through the balance of your life. And then the 20% of the planning should be designed on the legacy itself. So regardless of whether I'm married or single, I want my estate to work for me. And especially if I'm single, because perhaps that's the only reliability I have is my own estate. And so I think it's actually more important, if you can understand that thinking, uh, why single people, divorced people, widowed people should be giving a lot of consideration to their estate planning because they are self-reliant. Good point. Good point. And, of course, we often think of just the will as the estate planning, and that's far from it. That's right. And because estate planning should be con- contemplating the decades you you know are going to live during retirement. So if you start planning your estate when you're 50, you might live five more decades. That's a long time. So you do definitely want to give some thought to those decades ahead. You don't want to only be considering the one moment of passing because that's, you know, hopefully very far in the future. And what about all the decades ahead of you? Good points, Sherry. And uh, let's stop right there. We'll continue this conversation when we come back. Uh, This is estate planning for single people. Now, this is one of the strategies, one of the topics that the McMillan team will be talking about during their virtual seminar on Wednesday, October 21st, 6.30 p.m. They're going to be talking with you about estate or life planning. To register for this informative seminar, contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is one 833 266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit the website for more information. It's macmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today on the phone with me from London, England, and we'll continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts.